Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, Healthy Family, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva, on January 26th, 2020. I mentioned it last week, my family on this side is kind of failing me in that regard, but that's all right. We'll pray for them, you know, maybe the, one of these days, but I guess they get to live with me, so they're not as excited, you know, so... Well, thank you for, for being in here. We're going to wrap up our series that we've been over the last month, kind of looking at a, uh, Ephesians chapter uh, 4, 5, and 6. Spent a lot of time in 5 over the last couple of weeks. And, and so today we're going we're gonna to jump into chapter 6. So if you would grab your Bibles and open up to Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to look at verses 10 through 20. They're familiar verses to, to many that have been in the faith for a while. It's something that we kind of talk about every now and then but um, don't always as Christians uh, apply or put into perspective in our own lives. And so this morning, my hope is that uh, as we read God's word, as we open up God's word, is that he would speak to us and that he would help us to understand some dynamics about being a healthy family. And that uh, applies to both our, our blood relative when it comes to our family, but it also applies to us as the body of Christ, as the church. I know Jason mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, uh, February is right around the corner. There's a lot of things going on in life. And, and so I just kind of wanted to ask you this morning, how is life going for you these first few weeks? Everything going well? A little tough, a little sick, a little bit of issue, a little bit of struggle, a little bit of everything, right? Because really, uh, regardless of it, life, life really happens, right? The Bible tells us that life is going to happen whether, whether we participate in it or not, that, that life with or without us kind of goes on. You know, we could sit at home and uh, just kind of watch TV and do nothing, and uh, life doesn't stop. Life goes on around us. And, and sometimes in the moments of life, especially at this time of year, when you think about uh, a new year, new opportunity, uh, we get real excited about life. We want to see some great things happen for us, for us and, and for our families in the new year. Uh, but it doesn't always work out the way that uh, we'd hope for um, pretty quickly sometimes. You know, February and January come so fast and, and it doesn't always become what we hope it, hoped it to be. Uh, Zach yesterday shared with us that, that most people... Uh, end up quitting or, or stopping their New Year's re resolution within the first three months of, of making that commitment. And I, and I think a big part of that is, is in regards to uh, uh, the dynamic of what happens in life. You know, it gets a little bumpy, it gets a little turbulent. Uh, we hit those speed bumps, if you will, and, and we think that those speed bumps were there to, to, to stop us. But in all reality, they're just there to kind of slow us down a little bit and help us to gain a perspective. And so my prayer this morning for us is that we would look at God's word and that we would begin the discussion throughout the year to, to becoming a healthy church, a healthy body of believers. But we do know and we do trust that from what we've learned so far in Ephesians is that I have to be a healthy me. Uh, we have to have health, healthy men in our church, and, and we have to have healthy women, both young and old. That's a, an important dynamic, and the understanding that every one of us is important, that the value that God has placed on us as individuals is something that is very important to understanding and moving towards 
being a healthy family, a healthy church. Would you agree with that? Have we learned a little bit more about that over the last few weeks? Well, I hope so. And so, so what I want to do this morning is I want to start with this passage that Paul opens up as he addresses the church. It's in Ephesians 1, verses 1 and 2. Paul does this introduction. He says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. See, he's addressing the faithful saints in the church. And Paul goes on to encourage them to use what God has given them to help others discover this grace. This grace that has been given not only to him, but to all the believers in the church. This peace that comes from this intimate relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, as we start our time today, I want you to ask yourself something. Is it important for us, is it important for me to be a spiritually healthy person? Is it important for us to be a spiritually healthy church? And if so, what am I? What is my responsibility as part of the church willing to do to ensure that this happens? See, I think that's an important question that we have to ask ourselves because there's going to be things that God asks of us that may not be the things that really excite us in regards to what we would like to do or what we think is our calling. See, the reality is that God calls us. He invites us in. He brings us into this, this intimate relationship. And then in those moments as he works in us, God begins to work through us and God is going to ask of us some very specific things. And sometimes what he asks isn't always what we want to do, but it is always, it is always a reflection of what God needs us to do. See, God brings us into the family. He helps us understand his grace and he helps us to understand his love. And then he asks of us. There's this covenant relationship, this, this partnership that we enter into. And as faithful saints, as faithful participate, participants in Christ Jesus, we seek to do the will of God. We seek to, to meet the needs of others. We seek to, to meet the needs in our community. We seek to do the things that will create and produce a healthy body of believers. And it begins with us as individuals, doesn't it? It begins with me making the decision, making the commitment. So the question that we have to ask ourselves is, are we willing to fight for what God is asking us to do? Are we willing to commit and do whatever it takes to ensure that others have a place to discover the hope of Jesus Christ? Are we willing to fight for the dynamic so that others can come to hear the good news of Jesus Christ, to be restored and encouraged and loved? Are we willing to do what it takes to create a place, an environment where the faithful can gather together to gain insight in God's word. See, to be a healthy church, we have to learn how to do the things that would help our family. See, remember, it's not about me, but it's about others. It's putting others' needs before myself. It's me being submissive to Christ and submitting to my responsibility to those that are around me. See, we have to learn how to fight for the truth, for the truth of what God's word teaches us and shows us in reflection to our calling. 
It's us knowing that because of who God is, we can be strong, we can be courageous, and we can be faithful and be willing to live in full submission to how God would lead us together as one body, united in faith. One God, one faith, one body. And again, the question is just simply, are you willing? Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for your word. Father, we're going to read some words in here that, that I believe are, are so encouraging, such, such a great reminder that comes from you, Father. And so, for, Father, as we enter into your presence, I pray that, that we would enter in humility, in full submission, seeking to, to gain an understanding of the things that you have for us. Father, open and willing to do what you ask of us. Father, we love you, and we know that you love us. And so thank you this morning. Thank you for this. Thank you for these moments that we have to gather together. Thank you for showing us your love through your people. Thank you for showing us your love through your word. And I pray that, that you would speak to us, that you would show us all that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to read verses 10 through 20 together. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith which, which you, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying in all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. See, this picture that Paul is painting for us tells us that we have a battle that is waging against the church. It's waging against our family. And we have to be willing to fight for it. We have to be willing to commit to fight for it. But the question is, how do we do that? What does that look like? Well, I want to offer us a, a few things that, that just might help us to, to be able to stand and fight. First thing is, is that a healthy family, they understand the challenge. See, in verses 10 and 11, he says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. See, Paul understands what his opposition is. He understands what he is up against. And he's trying to tell the church, Hey, look, we, we have an adversary there is someone that, that wants to hurt us, that wants to hurt our family, that wants to create division. And we need to stand strong in the word of God. We need to stand strong in God's strength. 
So he gives us an understanding of what the challenge is in front of us. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Be sober-minded, be watchful, because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. You know, I, I know I've shared this story with you guys maybe once or twice, or maybe in private. I don't know if I've ever shared it from up here, but when I was a young man, there were some dynamics in my life that led me to be someone that was very unhealthy in how I lived. And in those moments, God's pursuit for me was, was relentless. God, I always knew God was there. I always knew that, that he had his hand upon me. But yet, yet I chose to live a life that was in opposition of God. And one of the things that, that, that my mom would always remind me of is that, that, that Jesus loved me and that Jesus wanted to give me life and life more abundant. And she would tell me about that all the time. She would talk to me about that all the time. She'd read scripture over me as I would lay in bed going, going to sleep at night. Even as a, as a young adult, as a teenager, she would do those things for me. You know, and I heard that voice and I, I heard God saying that, that he cared about my life. But I really didn't take it seriously. I didn't really understand what, was, what I was facing. I didn't really understand the challenge to be a healthy young man. And then, then one fateful day, as I was out doing what I thought was fun and, and good, God, God used someone Someone that didn't walk with him. Someone that was far from him. But he used this individual. And this individual literally, literally put a gun to my head. And, and I'll never forget this. Because this individual said a bunch of things. But one of the things that he did say to me. As I, as I listened to him in that moment. He said this. He says, he says, I don't care whether you live or you die. See. I didn't hear his voice. I heard the devil say that to me. And, I, and as, I, as that resonated in my mind, as I, I moved away from that situation, as I, as I went down the road, all I can think of is, is Jesus saying, I care. I care. I love you. I love you. So you just need to understand, Floyd, what the challenge is. You need to understand what you're up against. And the devil... See, he's just prowling around because he's the opposition and he wants to destroy you. He doesn't care whether you live or die. See, as a family, we have to understand that we have an opposition. There is someone out there that wants to hurt us and we have to be aware of what we are up against. We have to pay attention to what's going on around us and we can't let our guard down. See, we have to understand the challenge we have to walk in God's strength in every moment. That's why Paul says, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. See, Paul is just simply telling us, use what God has given us. See, you have a protective armor and it's been given to you so that when you understand the challenges that life will bring, you'll have something to ensure that you stay healthy. See, this armor, it's a protection against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. See, that's our challenge. 
But unfortunately, sometimes we, we look at our family, we look at our, our, our brothers and sisters in Christ, and, and they're our challenge. They're our opposition. See, Paul is stating it very clearly what it looks like to be a healthy family. He says, don't, don't look at your brother or sister as the opposition. Know that there is a devil out there. There is someone out there trying to destroy and divide and hurt you. Understand that you're up against a darkness, up against evil. So put on that armor. You don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but you have an adversary that is dark and evil and he wants to destroy you. He wants to hurt you because he doesn't care whether you live or die. See, a healthy family, they, they learn how to fight together, how to stand together. Look at verse 13 in our passage. He says, therefore, because of this, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand firm. I wonder how many of us, as we, we think about our lives, maybe hindsight, maybe not necessarily thinking forward, but maybe looking back in our lives, how many evil days that we stood against? How many evil days that we had to kind of face in our lives? And how everything kind of transpired in those moments. And those moments when we had the decision or not to, to put on God's armor or not to put on God's armor. To, to fight with the ones that we love or, or to fight against the schemes of the devil. And how often we chose to fight together. See, we don't fight with one another. See, we become one in faith. We join together to ensure that we defeat and overcome the darkness. And really, that's, that's probably our greatest strength is that we have each other to do that. That we've been given the power of God. We've been given the strength in his might. And we have one another to stand together to fight against the schemes of the devil. See, this is why we gather together. This is why we study God's word together. This is why we do life together. This is why we give with grateful hearts together. See, the key word there is together. We do it as one. We do it as a family. Well, I want to offer us a, a few suggestions that I think might help us be a healthy church by us doing our part to become a healthy family. If you look at verse 14, it tells us that we are to, to stand together in truth and righteousness. He says, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. See, God's word is what we should live by. See, God's word is, is what we should allow to, to penetrate our heart and change us and cause us to respond in ways that we would never respond otherwise. You know, there's unhealthy moments in our lives, but that doesn't mean that we have to respond in an unhealthy way. See, he says, put on that belt of truth. Put on that breastplate of righteousness and stand together. Stand together. Then in verse 15, he tells us to walk together in peace. He says, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Did you catch that part? The good news of peace. See, that's what Jesus came to do. 
That's the good news. That's the gospel that as believers, we should be preaching to the world around us. That, that God sent his only begotten son to die on a cross so that you and I could have peace. And that peace is between us and God. See, Jesus is the one that, that spanned the gap. He filled in the middle part so that we can have access to God, so that we can come and enter into the throne of grace and do it in peace. So he says, ready yourself. He says, walk in peace together. Know that that not only do you have peace in Christ, but through his grace and mercy that you are free. And in this freedom, there is peace. Let his peace be what carries you through this life just like shoes, just like feet. Let it it be what moves you as you prepare for another day. Then in verse 16, he says, be united in faith. He says, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. That's probably my favorite part of the whole passage right there. Is the dynamic of that, that no matter what goes on in my life, no matter the turmoil, the evil I face, no matter what's happening in the world around me, that I can have my faith. And together with my brothers and sisters, that as we stand in faith, that extinguishes those flaming darts, those things that the devil is trying to do to come against us. See, you and I, we have to stand united as a family not only in our homes, but together as the body of Christ. Essential to our faith is us standing in unity, being united as one in our faith. And then in verse 17, he tells us to use what God has given us. He says, take the helmet. I'd circle that word take because that's an action. It's a responsibility. He says, the helmet is there. I've given it to you, but now you have to take it. He says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. See, what this tells us here is that these two items give us an offense. See, we don't always have to live our life in the defensive, in a defense kind of position. But God has given us the power through salvation and his spirit to have an offense. See, and we're to use these things to be proactive and to help us in battle. We've been saved from death and we have new life that is meant to live in the power of God's spirit. See, we are to live in step with God. Well, as you can see, God has really given us everything that we need to be a healthy family. And both male and female, both young and old, when we align ourselves, when we realize the value that God has placed on us as individuals, collaboratively, together as a family, as a church, we'll work together to do battle. We'll work together to fight the opposition. We'll stand stronger than we'll ever stand if we just tried to stand alone. You know, my, my family, since my kids were little, we've always had little family meetings 
and we'd sit at the table and we'd talk about things and we'd share things. And one of the things that I, I really tried to instill in my, my kids as, as they grew up and kind of took on responsibilities, because as you get older, you get more responsibility. Would you agree with that? You know, the older we get, and, and that's why we don't want to get old, because then it's just too much responsibility, right? <laughs> well, I would tell my kids that, that you know, their, their responsibility of doing the dishes or, or cleaning their room or vacuuming or, or doing their own laundry, that that responsibility is so important to us as a family, you know, and at first my kids would kind of look at me funny and say, you know, what do you mean, daddy? I don't, what's the big deal if I don't do my laundry? What's the, the big deal if I don't clean my room? Because it's my room and it doesn't really affect you guys. It just affects me because I don't have clean clothes or, or my, my room isn't clean. No big deal. But the reality, if we were to look at it from a bigger picture, the way God does is that, that every part of what God has created, every dynamic of, of the responsibility that he's given to each and every person that's a part of the body of Christ is important. And, and one, when one piece is missing, when one person isn't doing what God has asked them to do, when, when one person isn't living in submission, it affects the rest of us. And it may not affect us immediately, but down the road, it's going to affect us. You know, for many years, people have been saying, making this statement since even when I was a teenager, I remember people would say that, well, if they can just do what they want to do, because as long as it doesn't hurt me or affect me, then it's okay. Let them do what they want to do. I don't know if you've ever heard that or not, but it's said a lot in our world. But the reality is that what people do in our world really does affect us. It really does hurt us. See, and this is the reason here. Is it because every person is an influence? Every person can make a difference in somebody's life. And I hope that this morning as you think about being a healthy family, as you think about your role in reflection to God's body, in, in your role in reflection to God's kingdom, is that, that you are an influence, that your life does make a difference. Now, now, I'll tell you, in saying that, is if you just sit and do nothing, you're still an influence. But I tell you what, if you, if you stand and do something, you'll be a greater influence. So you'll, you'll help the body of Christ function in a way that God created and meant for it to function. You'll, you'll help your spouse. You'll, you'll help your kids see the value that God has placed on them because you're living a life that understands and reflects the value that God has placed on you and you're helping them by your influence, by your action, by putting on the armor of God to become who God called them to be. Now that doesn't remove the dynamic of choice. Just like you have a choice to be an influence, they have a choice to be an influence. But I hope you see and understand that, that the value that you bring in God's kingdom is eternal. The difference that, that you will make by doing what God is asking of you will make a difference in someone's life. See, there's beauty in that. And you may never see that. You may never hear of that. You never know, may never know of that. But know that you are an influence. Know that, that you will make a difference. Well, as, as we go away from here today, 
and continue to live our lives, I want to offer you a way that we together can be a healthy church. See, it's the last thing that we see here that Paul is showing us is that a healthy family prays continually. Look at verse 18. He says, praying at all times in the spirit and with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So I want us to note that in verse 10, Paul reminds us to be dependent on the power of God. And then again, here in verse 18, he says it again, in the spirit. Lean on the power of God's spirit. Well, the only way to be able to lean on God's spirit is to have communion with God. And see, and that is what prayer is, is having communion with God. It's getting into the presence of God. I had a great friend share a very encouraging thought with me this last week. And he just simply said, he said, my prayer life went from not just, not just going to God for the things that I need, but my prayer life went from that to just talking with God all day long. Just having a conversation. Just saying, hey, God. You know, that's what Paul is talking about here. See, God, God wants to have a conversation with us. See, a healthy family understands that. It's not just about coming to God once or twice a week and saying, hey, God, I need this. Or will you help me over here? Or will you give me over here? But it's, it's saying, God, I love you. And, and you know what? Let, let's talk. Let's have a conversation. And I know prayer scares us. I know a lot of times when you ask someone to pray for something, they're like, I don't know how to do that. But we do. We really do know how to do that. It's just simply talking to God. It's just simply saying, hey, God, I'm here and I know you're here. You know, can we talk? You know, I, I'm, I'm struggling with these things in my life right now. And, you know, I'm on my way to work and I just don't understand how I need to respond, you know, with some of my coworkers or, you know, I, I, I've got a teenager that just kind of, he's rough right now. She's rough right now. And, and I just don't know how to respond to her. You know, could you help me? You know, can you speak to me right now? Maybe, maybe show me something in your word that, that would help me to understand. You know, God, you know, I'm having a great day. You know, thank you for that. Thank you for just the blessings of, of my family, my church, my, my job, my car, my shoes, <laughs> my t-shirt, you know, whatever it is. See, God just wants to be in communion with you. And that's why Paul says here, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. And then he says to keep alert to be on guard, to make sure that, that you keep this armor on at all times, making supplication for all those that we love. Again, Paul is addressing the church. He's addressing those that are part of the body. And that those that are part of the body are the saints. See, and we should pray for one another. A healthy pr family prays together. Right? What's that, that, that cliche saying that we sometimes say, you know, a family that prays together stays together? Well, it may sound cliche, but I believe that with all my heart. So let's pray together as a family. 
Let's move and understand the value that each and every one of us has. And let's lift up that value together. Let's pray and encourage one another in the faith. Let's stir each other up as we move forward into 2020. Let's seek to learn how to love one another better. Let's seek to be in full submission as the body of Christ. See, again, the question that I ask you this morning is what are you willing to do? Are you willing to fight for it? Well, the best way to fight is on your knees. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you this morning for your love and for your grace. Thank you for our family. And when I say that, Father, you know, it reflects our brothers and sisters in Christ. It it reflects our children. It it reflects our spouses. It reflects our, our nieces, our nephews, our cousins, our uncles, our aunties. Father, everybody in the body. Father, you've equipped us. You've you've given us the tools. Father, the the helmet of salvation. Father, the the gift of grace that protects our minds from from the the evil things that are in our world today, from them being able to penetrate our our eyes and our ears and so that they, they move into our hearts and they miss guide us and confuse us. Father, but your word tells us that we have to take it. Father, that we have to use it. And so, Father, we don't pray that you'll give to us because we know that you've already given. Father, our prayer this morning is that we would use what you've given. Father, that, that you would give us the strength to use what you've offered us. Father, I pray that that we go away from here just thinking about our role and our responsibility and how important we are to you, how important we are to one another. And Father, we would take that seriously and that we would commit to you, Father, and we'd commit to one another. Father, we'd go on this journey together using what you've given us to build up and to help others come into the family. Lord, I thank you so much. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.